Everybody, welcome to your next chapter production of The Heights at Avery Heights, a one-of-a-kind senior living community centrally located near the most entertaining and historical spots anywhere in Connecticut. <laughs> For uh, more information about Avery Heights, you can call 860-953-1201 or online at www.averyheights.org. Org. Uh, this show is dedicated to empowering older adults with helpful resources, ideas, inspiration, and tips to encourage them on life's journey. Now, our production is also dedicated to the younger generation so they can better understand how to develop greater communication and enjoyment for those elders in their community. Now, your next chapter, it's hosted by yours truly, uh, Gary Byron, and Avery Heights Senior Living Specialist, Siobhan Seferelli. Good morning, Siobhan. Good morning. That was perfect. Wow. Well, thank you. I've done this a couple of times. I know. It's a, well, I, I, listen, it's, <laughs> it's a good time. Every time we get together and do the show, exactly. you know, exactly. how was your week? It was good. It was really good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Did you do anything... Uh, Fun, entertaining. What did I do that was fun and entertaining? No. You watch football? I don't watch football. Okay. I watch the Super Bowl. I know. Well, we're not quite there yet. I know. I was going to have you make any, you know, predictions or no you predictions. Know, no prediction for the Super Bowl. No prediction because well, you don't watch football. Okay. I don't watch football. Um, Sometimes, if I go to my son's house, he's always got me watching football or the CrossFits or soccer. They always have some kind of sports on, and they change my grandson into outfits based on. Yeah. <laughs> what they're watching. Yeah. So they had him in a, what did they have him in a Patriots jersey? And then they put him in a Celtics one, like one suit or. Sure. It's a, yeah. A onesie. Yeah. Well, and actually what they do too is then they put the things on the dogs too. It's the cutest <laughs> thing. It's the cutest thing. They are wicked bougie. It's the cutest thing in the and world. And of course their Christmas card was everybody dressed the same, including the, the dogs. dogs. See, yeah. They are quite adorable. Thanks. I have to admit. Yeah. They are like a family from uh, television, really. Yeah, and I got another grand uh, granddaughter on the way. Oh, look yeah. at you! Congratulations! Very excited. Do when March? I was a March baby. My son's a March baby. March first, twenty six. Yeah, Doctor Seuss is March second. Second, and Justin Bieber is March first. Well, look at that. Worth noting. Yes, well, back in ten years ago. <laughs> sure, is he? Uh, yeah, I yeah. love his music, though. I do like him. I have to admit. Uh, he's got a lot. Yeah, I mean, but he was like a teen idol. Wasn't he was he? a teen teen idol. Yeah. He's no longer. Yeah. He's married now. He's married. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But his songs are good. I saw him on that thing in the car. I can't remember who, uh, who the guy who does the people in the car. Oh, the, the karaoke. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Cordon, Cord, Cordon yeah. Blue. Yes, uh, James Corden. Yes, Cordon Blue. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? Yes, yes, Chicken, folks. That's who was driving the car. James Corden. Cord- yes. yeah, James Corden. Yeah, yeah. So he did one of those interviews. It was really good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you ever see the other one with Jerry Seinfeld? He drives yes, his cars too yes. and goes and gets coffee. I love that too. Yeah. He had uh, Kevin Hart on. That was amazing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Oh, he also he had uh, Jim Carrey on. Oh, I didn't see before that. Jim Carrey came back into the population because I guess where did he, he go? He went through like depression. Oh. And then he just did uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Yeah. So he just got back, but that was before that. As Johnny would say, I did not know that. Ed. <laughs> that is wild stuff. <laughs> well, David Letterman has a good one too. He does one too. Yes, on Netflix. That's really good. I'm living under a rock. Yeah, yeah. He's now he he did Obama. He, he interviewed Obama. Yeah, and uh, George Clooney. Wh- when did this start? I forgot the name of it. It's on Netflix. It's called something with David Letterman. 
It's really late, good. Late night with David. No, it's or, not late night. No, it's something talk David Letterman. But it's like straight talk, and he's got like a beard and stuff. Oh, I know. He's he looks really like, funny. He he's looks like favorite. Santa. He's my favorite, though, in let terms me, of late night host. Let me tell you something. He's entertaining. He, he was brilliant. Wasn't he? Yeah. In, in, the, in the 80s, when yes. he followed Johnny Carson. Yes. With late night with yes. David Letterman. Yeah. And then when he got the CBS gig, he became very corporate. And I noticed is as a person who studied Letterman. Yeah. I was in high school, and I stayed up, and I watched his monologue. I'd go to bed at midnight. I couldn't. I wouldn't watch the whole show. Right. But I'd stay up long enough. To see the monologue, and then when he went to CBS and became very corporate, and he stopped wearing the sneakers with the with the khaki yeah. pants and the blazer and the blue blazer. Oh, he he's changed. back to not being corporate. Yeah, he actually did uh, Robert Downey Jr. too. They're really good interviews. Yeah, I gotta look this up. But he wears like blazers with sweatshirts underneath them and jeans. He's very non corporate. Yeah, I, I got to get with it. Hey, what's new at the Heights? What is new at the Heights? So we are actually coming up on our annual or first annual Dine and Dash. So it's not like in college. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've been to a dine and dash. Maybe I haven't. I, a different type of dine and dash. No, okay. Nope. So we actually, they come in, they set up an appointment, they take a tour, mm-hmm. and then they leave with dinner for two and a bottle of wine. And that's going to be the first wow. uh, two weeks in March. People can call now and make reservations if they want. Yeah. Let's give them the number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I know it. 860-953-1201. Thank you. Because I... Ha- I have I, the first number I saw was your cell phone, and I wasn't going to give that out. Actually, they can have that too. Eight six zero three seven two two five eight three. Okay. Well, you know what? Let me circle the other one yeah. here because this is the one that I yeah. don't want to put your number, your yeah. personal number out. Oh, that's that's actually my work cell. Oh, okay. See, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Again, I did not. Know that. <laughs> Uh, we have a guest. You have yes. a guest. We have a live in studio. I have somewhere. a wonderful guest. You know, that's a pretty good guest if you can get yes. up on a Saturday morning and come into the studio. That's yes. Right. It's yeah. one of our referral Kudos. partners, so she's quite amazing. Would you like to do the, the honors? I would. I would. I would like to introduce the wonderful uh, Kathy Frieda. I always want to call you Kathy Sage. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Nobody <laughs> knows why, but I do. Tell <laughs> Because she's from Sage Solutions. That's right. I always want to do it. It's so funny. I was actually talking to you this morning uh, to our uh, director on the phone, and I said to him, I said, oh, I said, Kathy's going to be on the show this morning. He goes, oh, he goes, Kathy who? And I'm like, Kathy Sage. Oh, <laughs> so that's I'm like, great. No, Kathy Frieda. And he's scratching his head going, like, Kathy yeah, Sage. Yeah, I mean, Sage looking her up and yeah. I can't find her anywhere. Yeah. Tell me about the actual, the name of the company. Where did that come from? I so it's, asked you that. And thank you, Gary. And thank you, Siobhan. Um, so Sage Solutions, it's a 20-year-old company now. I'm very, very proud. I formed wow, it 20 years ago. Um, Sage is wisdom. Sage is Good advice, right? So I burn I, sage every oh, now and then. Yeah, you can like a smudge sage. with sage, yeah. right? Yeah. It's clearing. You're um, supposed to right, right, right. Beginning yep. of the year, you're yep. supposed to like open the windows and doors, let the old air out. Yeah, and then you burn sage. You're supposed to get rid of all of the. It's the, a wonderful r- ritual, yeah. and I love the smell of it. Personally. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I do. plus the sages, like wisdom. The sages, wisdom. Yeah. Yes, exa- exactly. We can't I like use that. that right now. Yeah. Um, but why? Right, so, we're telling me about more about Sage Solutions. What exactly is it, and where was the inspiration for this twenty years ago? So, Sage Solutions is a care management practice, a private care management practice, and we love older adults. That's our thing, sure. and we love individ- working with individuals with dementia and their families. So, that's it. Comes from like an innate thing about loving the age group. I think people who are in it and who are passionate about it, they love the age group. So, we connect very deeply with it. Um, and I, I was with the Commission on Aging, actually, um, for 11 years volunteering, and nice. I became really entrenched in what people's needs were and knowing that they needed more, and they needed more guidance, and they needed more information. So 
Hence, yeah. When were you with the age of the Department of Aging? The Commission on Aging, I think it was around 1998 for about 11 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did some great advocacy work there. Um, So very proud of that experience as well. Well, that's great. Congratulations on that. That's that's great. Challenging work, I would imagine, too, though. Very, very challenging. I would imagine. Um, Tell me about a solo. uh, What is a solo ager? Let's let's start there. So I'm, <clears throat> by definition, I guess a solo ager is someone who's aging without um, family, really. And that could mean, in some cases, a partner. In some cases, it could mean no children. In some cases, there's a new term that's called kinless, K-I-N-L-E-S-S, oh. which means you also don't have any siblings. Right. So this is becoming, and Shaban picked up on it because it's becoming a big topic of conversation that I've sort of latched onto. And um, it's someone who doesn't have the default of, Adult children who most people rely on. Or siblings, I would imagine. Or siblings who people rely on, exactly. So then I guess the natural question would be, or the follow-up question would be, what what should people start to think about if they themselves right now are a solo ager? Well... Can you be be proactive in this and and while you're still middle-aged and, you know, before you get to be too elder? You should be. You know, I will tell you the best advice I can give anyone is planning, right? You know, because time goes by very quickly. You know, all of a sudden you wake up and you're 55 or 65 years old and you realize, geez, maybe I haven't saved enough or maybe I haven't even looked into what it's going to cost to age, whether it's in place or in a community. They just don't have any idea. And if you don't have a child, say, whom you trust, then who is going to be your power of attorney? Who's the executor on your will? Who's your health care agent? Yeah. People need to think forward. They should be starting this thought process way before they're later middle-aged, way before. And, and as far as financial planning, they should start as early as possible. I'm glad you bring that up. So then how can solo agers, how can they prepare for, let's say, something like safety or emergency preparedness? Um, again, I think the most important thing is is to realize that you need a village. You need your own little village. If you don't have a family, you need a little village. So that could be, you know, you don't need 10 friends. You need a couple. You need a couple good sure. friends. And what I tell people is, you know, I see this all the time. Well, my best friend from high school is my power of attorney. Well, by definition, your best friend in high school is your, your age. age. <laughs> so that's not the best person to be your health care. You know, you may have two and that person could be one of them. Yeah. You know what I would worry about, though, and I'm sure you get this question constantly, is who do you know to trust? And how do you know to trust the right person? Like you said, okay, so your lifelong friend from high school is your age. Point well taken. So then do you go to a neighbor? Do you, I mean, there's no relation there. I mean, you know what I've seen people do? I'd like to think the better the better of people, right. but then reality sets in and you see this all the time where they were such a nice person. I had no idea that they had a screw loose, you know, it's I'm not even making a joke out of this. No, it's I know. It's true. I know. know. It is true. You know what I've seen some people do is your best friend from high school's daughter or son, oh, you know, because okay. you were there when they were born. Okay. You know, so I've seen that happen. And sometimes there are nieces and nephews, too, who are very, very close to a person. Um, or, or, you know, I've had people who have literally no one and they have an attorney. They, they engage an attorney and if they have assets, they have a trust officer, you know, so it varies by your financial status also. 
But I think you're right. The planning is the most important part Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. When I used to work in hospice, it was so sad. And I know you've seen this as well, where people have someone, a friend, or even like a relative that's the same age, maybe a cousin or something like that. And if they're the same age and that person, I remember a story, they were in Florida and we had to search for the gentleman on Google and everything. Turned out he passed away and she didn't have a second or a third. And unfortunately, she ended up in, in the skilled nursing home passing away without hospice all alone because she she couldn't sign her paperwork at that point. And so it is important to have at least two or three people um, on, your, on well, your document. I'll give you a real example of someone. Um, I got a call recently, a woman in Florida, Hurricane Ian just uh-huh. happened, right? Uh-huh. She was alone, solo ager. Not only did she refuse to evacuate and the police or firemen had to rescue her, but a piece of debris hit her in the head during the storm. So she was knocked out. She survived it, but she had no one except for a couple friends. So these friends moved her to Connecticut. But we, what we found out when she got here was she lacked the capacity, like Siobhan's saying, to execute documents, to appoint anybody. Mm -hmm. So at that point, she can't even legally appoint anyone because she's cognitively does not have that capacity. So she's That's the court has to get involved. It so gets smart. very complicated. Yeah. So there are plenty of real life examples of what happens when you don't plan. So then what ways then are best for solo agers and like to ensure that they have good advocacy within the, the medical system, especially when when dealing with possible fragmentations in our healthcare system? Yeah, same kind of thing. You, If you don't have a son or daughter who attends medical appointments with you, a large part of our care management practice is patient advocacy where we attend the medical appointments with um, our clients. And, you know, when you go into a doctor's office, each doctor's office has their own internal, let's call it HIPAA or communicate permission to communicate form. You need to be sure somebody's on that list because you need to have someone else be able to communicate with your medical providers. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even mean that you've got cognitive impairment. You could have a stroke or a heart attack and not be at your baseline, but you want someone else to be able to communicate with the doctors. So you need to have someone um, at the doctor's offices on their record, as well as you should always have a healthcare agent. You just, Mm -hmm. you need a healthcare agent. You yeah, just I totally do. agree. I always recommend uh, your company and you know other uh, geriatric care managers. It's so important. Um, a lot of times people, they're lost. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and sometimes people don't want to spend the money, but it's so worth it. Because in the long run, you can get into so much trouble it's financially. It's not even sometimes not a matter of, I'm yeah. sorry, um, it's not even a matter of not wanting to spend the money. Sometimes they just don't have the money to spend, right? Yeah, that's sometimes true too. They don't. This that's is true, true too. Yep. I mean, you're talking about you know, uh, really a, an age demographic that are living on fixed incomes. Yep. Right? True. A lot so, of people yeah, are. Very true. Yep. And they don't have really two nickels to rub against each other more often than not. I mean, fortunately, I mean, not everybody, but I mean, fortunately, they're, you know, their mortgages are paid off and yeah. whether they, maybe they don't drive or they have an older car and that's paid off as well. So they have a little, a little extra, but. I think some insurance policies have a little bit in there right now for, Geriatric care management. Is that true? Or I know that they, that was something that was coming about or I don't know. Well, long-term care insurance, which maybe we can talk about it in either now or later on the conversation, but long-term care insurance pays, uh, often pays for care that's, management. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So some people have those yes. types of policies. We're talking about, fi- let's, let's stick with financial support then. I mean, how uh, solo agers in order to ensure that they w- will have the funds to sustain them, you know, since they would not 
have adult children to assist them. Again, unless you can't just wake up at 65 and say, oh, my God, I need to start making good financial decisions. I mean, it's never too late to start making good financial Mm -hmm. decisions, but you need it's we're redundant here, but it's planning. Mm -hmm. People people still think that Medicare is going to pay for their care. Medicare. Right. Shabbat. You must see all the time. Doesn't insurance pay for this? Right. No, unless it's long term care insurance. Right. You were saying no. And it's so sad with people's faces when they're like. Doesn't it pay for it? Like you're right. The planning is so important. I mean, and, and well, in that, in that policy, that's a lot of money. Long-term care insurance? Sure. It can be. Um, so long-term care insurance, um, it's evolved quite a bit. So the older policies, like say 20 years ago, um, it, it was this, it's the type of scenario where you pay your premiums year after year and they do increase year after year. The older you and get. If you, it, the older you get. And if you don't, ever use that benefit, you lose it. But the newer policies that are out now, because the insurance companies figured out that they were, they didn't, they didn't actually, their actuaries didn't have it right. Yeah. So they don't offer those unlimited policies like they used to. <laughs> um, but now you can get what's called a hybrid policy, which may have an annuity or a life insurance component, as you're referring to, Siobhan, um, to it so that if you don't use it for home care or assisted living, then you don't lose all those premiums. There's still another benefit. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan of long-term care insurance. I am. I mean, I'm sure you have oh, a lot of grateful people yeah. in your We have com- a little party. At the- yes. People say, I have long-term care. <laughs> it, <laughs> d- 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 it's true, though, yeah. because you have more <laughs> options. Something to celebrate. No, yes. you, you, you have right? more <laughs> options. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing. When you don't plan you have fewer options no matter what it is, right? So if you have long-term care insurance, at least you have options yes, then, whereas yeah. otherwise you may not. That or the veterans benefits. Or the veterans benefits. We have party benefits. with both those. We get excited. Right. Cause Just have two different parties. Yes, we do. That's another yes. great benefit, the VAA yeah. in attendance, yes. We pop the champagne all the yeah, time. That's right. On a tour. Why is there champagne? Yeah. I expect an invitation, Siobhan, the <laughs> next, for the next one. Folks, you've been listening to your uh, for the latest edition to your next chapter, Senior Living with uh, Siobhan Cifarelli, and I'm Gary Byron. It's uh, the Heights Senior Living Specialist over at, well, that would not be me. That would be you, Siobhan. Yes. <laughs> um, over at uh, Avery Heights. And our guest this morning from Sage Solution uh, Solutions, excuse me, Catherine Frieda. Uh, do you ever, do you ever see friends of solo agers sometimes become more like family um, to, to those that they love? I do. Um, I have two examples of that that I can think of. Um, we're currently working with a woman who's a solo ager, and now she has dementia. And uh, these two women are um, her best, best friends. Yeah. And so they're the ones that are, you know, cleaning an apartment out or selling a condo or all that kind of thing. Another thing... Um, I, I take a couple people to the VA medical center in Newington for appointments, and I've sometimes seen the same people, these gentlemen, wheeling around the vet, and I talk to them, and they are thick as thieves. There's nothing that the one wouldn't do for the other. It's just unbelievable. So, yes, I do. The bonds are incredible. Incredible. Aww. Tugs at your heartstrings. Yes, it does. Yeah. I think it's also important to be nice to your friends, I think, because we were talking about earlier. <laughs> well, I think we were talking about earlier how sometimes people become solar agents. Yes. Because on, they inflict it on themselves. Because, right. That's true. You know, they're pushing everyone away because they think they've got it all together. So I think there's a moment we should say, you know. Be grateful for your friends. Grateful for right. Your friends and, and cultivate friends. At any age. Really. Yeah. And cultivate right? younger yeah. friends, too. Again, as we were yeah. saying, you know, you, you need younger people in your camp. You know, that's so true. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, really, you you get in 
involved in the daily grind and the hustle and bustle and and you're working and you get tired and sometimes you just lose track i mean there's friends of mine who and this is sad but i probably haven't talked to before thanksgiving you know Mm. and they're good people they're great friends we have a great time when we're together and there's no reason there was no like we had a little spat or there's no reason for us not to get together it's life gets in the way right you know right Get busy unless they're right in front of you. Yeah. Well, and the sad thing is that, and the more time that just goes away, I mean, I'm talking about a couple of months now, oh, oh, ago. It's it, easily another month will just get added on to that for no other reason than, you know, you just, you're doing other things. Yeah. It's not, there's no time malice. Goes by. Yep. Yeah. You know? yep. So when should solo agers start to think about changing up where to live and when it might be a, even the time to move and perhaps a, you know, a single, family-style home to a retirement community or even assisted living? I think financially you should always sort of have a plan in place. You should, oh, you know, people should be thinking about how they want to live their life. You know, there are some people who say, who would do very well in assisted living, you know, that they're they're social and they love the safety net that it provides. So they should go and tour, find out what the costs are and say, does this fit into my budget? Does this fit into how I want to live my life? And there are other people who say, I wouldn't be caught dead in a community. So what does that look like for them? Do they need a smaller house? Do they need a single floor house? Mm-hmm. Do they need to move to a state that's more retiree friendly? Mm-hmm. You know, let's face it. Not every state is friendly for retirees. How can, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, true. I was just doing the truth. How can solo (laughs) agers find warm-hearted social engagement without even having a family? How would they even know where to go? Where do you start? Well, again, a few fr- a few good friends are key. So that's your base. A few good friends are key. And then I'm a huge proponent of intergenerational uh, connection, meaning younger people and older adults. Um, you should also get to know your neighbors. You know, you should, you should know your neighbors uh, because you never know when you may need them. And, th- and it's good if they know your habits so that if they see something unusual, quote unquote, say something, right? So, but you know, I love the thought of an older adult and a young person because the older adult plants a seed in that young person that will mature along with them Mm -hmm. that this is a good thing. And and the end result is it allows for the young child to grow into aging, not fearing it, but understanding it because they've got that intergenerational connection. Listening to you, Mm -hmm. I had an experience. This is many years ago. I owned a business. I owned a business for 30 years. From 88 till I sold it in 2019. You have so many layers. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I know. You're right. Every time I come here, I'm like, what? I did. At full time. I, had six, I had 16 employees at, at one time. I didn't start that way and I didn't end that way. But for a good hunk of time, I had an office manager, Beverly. She's up in Vermont now. But um, yeah, I had 16 employees. Wow. But before I even got to that level, this is going back to the early, early 90s. Remember Score? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yes. yes. So yeah. I sat down. With a, a a gentleman who had been I don't know, probably retired for ten years, and this is thirty years ago. It's probably long gone now, sadly. But you just listening to what you said a moment ago, and looking at somebody from, you know, in his mid twenties that I was yeah. at the time, you're absolutely right. I gained a wealth of knowledge that you can't get in any book yeah. or any class. It was real life yeah. business experience yeah. and the advice 
that that guy gave to me. Now, I'm not saying every single piece of advice was that I needed or wanted or that I can even apply. But 80% of it, I did apply. And I, I just, I remember vividly here all these years later. I was just going to say, look how it stuck yeah. with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you know what? To add more to that, it wasn't, I mean, it starts off at business. You're talking business. And then you're having a cup of coffee, and, and then he's like, we'll have a sandwich, and they'll go, Gary, did I ever tell you about the time? And it's just life. <laughs> yeah, life. Right, yeah. right. You know? And um, I, I maybe never thought much of it at the time. But I, my brain, I guess the brain works in a pretty weird way where you store it away, and then later on, you have that aha moment and yeah. go, I remember that guy he was telling me that's what he meant when he said that yeah. well, you I'm know sorry. I'm no, getting off the beaten no path but that's here, but. that's a perfect example of volunteering because that's one of the things a solo way any of us can do but a solo mm-hmm. ager specifically can volunteer or get a part-time job I know this gentleman who's 82 years old he's a millionaire a couple times over sure. he walks into home goods and he says I want to work here and they say you're hired because they need help, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 but now he works five mornings a week for yeah. five hours a day. And I said to him, how's it going? He said, I love it. Yeah. He said, I love it. He goes, what else am I going to do with five hours a day? Because, you know, social isolation, we found this out during the pandemic. You know this. We all know this. Yeah. You know, it's akin to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's how hazardous to your health it is. So get off your butt if you can and do something. But, you know, there's also reading programs that you can do virtually where you can read to young children. You know, if you can't get out, you can read to young children. There's a lot of ways to volunteer. I've done that. And and, uh, I don't know. I just anybody listening to this, regardless of their age, they're young, they're old, they're young at heart, whatever, anything in between. Heed this advice. Yeah. You know, you've got something to contribute here. And for those who are, I don't know who's in their 20s or 30s listening to talk radio on a weekend, but um, my goodness, listen, listen to these individuals because they've lived it. Yeah. They've been there. Well, you were calling it knowledge. And I'm thinking at that age, it's more wisdom. Right. Well, that's, you're right. It is wisdom. It has it more depth to it because they've experienced it. They've lived it. And, and the they're truth. still here. Yeah. It's not oh like they're goodness. just telling you something they read in a book. It's, it's life. And it's reciprocal, right? Yeah. That relationship is reciprocal. Everyone yeah, wins. It is. And I, I mean, I don't look, I, I sadly, I took more from him than he ever took from me. You don't know that. You don't well, know that. You don't know that. You know? All I can, oh my goodness, look at this. Oh, wow. Like magpies, you know? You know? I, could, I could keep going. I could keep going for another hour, but there's a show on right after hours. Well, so. Kathy will definitely be back. Oh my goodness. All right, so folks, uh, you have been listening to the latest edition of Your Next Chapter, Senior Living with Siobhan Seffarelli, the Heights Senior Living Specialist. Um, and I want to thank our guest this morning as well, uh, Catherine Frieda from uh, Sage Solutions. Oh boy, the uh, Avery Heights. I'm sorry. I just I, I'm so into this conversation. Is a beautiful senior living community. It's nestled within 43 acres of nature, right at the heart of the junction between West Hartford, Newington, and Hartford. And those who live there, they have access to a full continuum of care, including independent and assisted living, to memory care, and a whole lot more. Visit AveryHeights.org or call this number, 860-953-1201. Let me repeat that for you, and I'll slow it down. 860-953-1201 to learn more about their own special brand of community like 
any other in Connecticut. So for Siobhan Seferelli, I'm Gary Byron. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one, everybody. So long.